Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app. You see it right in front of you. It's the king of sports books, BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app. Whatever your sport, whatever your style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700. There it is. That's where you were, Michael. You see it right there up at yeah, the top? Watching Buble last night? I got it. Yeah, it was nice. It was a beautiful hotel. My Lord, it was beautiful in there. Great, great venue. The aerial shots of Vegas never disappoint as we welcome you back here on the it's, Lombardi it's line. It's the pride of Linwood, New Jersey, the pride of Oakcrest High School right there. Kenny Pickett. If can he's right, he's can he right. pick it going twenty? Can we talk for a yeah, second? We, let's, we can, can talk. we talk for a second about that? What's the difference between Pickett and Trubisky? Well, I mean, Pickett has more success, more career starts. Yeah, you know, has played in more games, seen more things, been more productive. Fair. You know, uh, obviously Mitchell's bigger, you know, faster. Mm-hmm stronger arm, all those things kind of come into play. But in terms of just playing football, Pickett's played more. He's more seasoned. I, I will say this. When Pickett goes to practice, you know, when you look at both of those players, Pickett will be more adaptive to the offense than Mitchell will be. Mitchell's a guy that it, this, to me, Mitchell has to see it in practice. Like, let's take the, the opening play of the Tennessee Cincinnati game. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is one of the problems with Tannehill because he's Tannehill was a was a receiver that got converted. Right. Tannehill's not an overly instinctive quarterback. It just he when his mama lifted him from a crib, he wasn't a quarterback, and so he kind of has to learn it. So what happens with those kind of guys is you've got to practice it, and if it goes the way you practice it, it can be effective. So he throws that in cut, and he probably threw that play five times during the week in practice. And every time he threw it there, he never read it out, right? He never read it out. He never really looked at the off safety coming over to make the play. He just threw it and there's an interception. That's Trubisky. If it goes the way they practice it with Trubisky, Trubisky can look really good. And then you're going to get all the, the, everybody's going to go all Dick Vitale. But if it doesn't, you're like, why did it break down? Well, they did it. It just that when it breaks down, it's something else. Whereas Manning, when you watch Peyton, Peyton had the ability that you couldn't fool him. 
He knew what you were doing, and and he wasn't going to assume that it wasn't going to break that. He wasn't. He could go to the second option, the third option. He knew it. Same with Brady. Manning did all his work, and I know this from reading a gentleman at the line of scrimmage pre-snap, and then just the computer in his head was just. You know, it's interesting. It's what you're saying about Trubisky and Tannehill is they're not innate quarterbacks, but they're super talented. But there's a big chasm between when you have meld the two, which is an innateness for the position and the talent. That's when you get the special ones. Right, and you've got to process so much data in 25 seconds. Yeah, you've got to be so quick to process it that the game is happening at such a rapid rate and you've got to look for indicators. And when Brady gets the line, he knows what indicators he needs to see manning the same thing. Whereas Mitchell's just hoping to run the play completely different, complete It's a vast, it's a world apart. Now that doesn't mean you can't be successful. I mean, Tannehill has been, that's why they need to rely on the running back, you know, and they need to be able to run. That's why they run play action. That's why Tannehill's numbers during his career in Miami, which got him cut from Miami, was never very good on third down. What happens on third down? The game becomes so much faster, right? It becomes really fast. Fourth quarter, the game becomes faster. And if your mind can't keep up with the pace of the game, that's where it is. This is Trubisky's problem. It's going to move way too fast for Mitchell. And coming off the run for Tannehill saved his career, right? I mean, and – and he's, you know, like you said, it's it's a read and throw, read, throw, plant, throw. That was Tannehill. And right there in that postseason, as soon as something got in the mix, he didn't know what to do. If it, did, if it didn't go the way we practiced it, you know, it's like, and, and, and a lot of guys, uh, I was, t- we were talking to, uh, to somebody about, we were talking about Eli. I was with somebody the other day and we were talking about Eli and how they, and we were talking about this whole scenario. And he's like, look, what, this happened to us in a playoff game. Eli threw it. He threw it there every day in practice, and he threw it in the game, and it was intercepted. It happens to quarterbacks. They get kind of programmed. I'm going to throw it. I know this is going to be open, so I'm going to throw it, even though it's not. So what's stuck with me, and then we'll move on to the Jets. We've got the Giants and Jets coming up here, Lombardi Line on a Saturday. Hope you're having a nice weekend as we get you started here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. So what you've taught me is one of the things you're looking for is, as a human being, what makes this person special? As an athlete, what makes this person special? That's what you're using first-rounders hypothetically on. Nothing was special about Baker one overall, to be fair. What is special about Pickett if I'm a Steelers fan at 20 overall? There's really nothing special about Pickett. Pickett is a guy, but but look, let's be clear. There is not a lot of quarterbacks that ha, that you don't have to build the team around. They're all that way, right? Like, you know, like, and so what Pittsburgh wants to do now that Ben has left, what Pittsburgh wants to do is they want to go back to what their offense defined themselves is. They want to be able to run the ball play action, do those kind of, they want to get out of that much shotgun that they've been in before because it limits what you can do in the running game. So I think what they'll try to do with Pickett is use his mind, use their, use their town around them, and hopefully he'll have enough skill to get them to the next level and see if they can. And they're going to try to win with their defense. They're going to try to win with their, their ability to run the ball, their ability to, 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 to create turnovers with their defense and play three elements of the game. I mean, look, the, He's not going to carry the team, but very few guys can carry the team. Let's be clear here. Very few guys can carry. I mean, Mac Jones isn't going to carry the Patriots. The Patriots offense, defense, and kicking game is going to help them. Was the feedback on what Millie always jokes with you about on that phone that you're attached to all the time, was the feedback when Pickett was selected at 20, was it overwhelmingly positive, negative, or not really? I think the feedback was sarcastic in the sense that I thought Mike Tomlin liked Willis. No, you know? we, we, knew, we knew that was you know, subterfuge. It's like, like, oh, yeah, everybody said Mike Tomlin, he's got a thing for Willis, you know? 
Look, I think I have great respect for Kevin Colbert, and I think Kevin Colbert knows what he's doing. And I think he's probably saying, look, the guys, we understand the guy has limitations, but at 20, we have a chance to maybe if we can grow and develop with the guy, maybe he'll be more than a backup. I, I saw him more as a back. I think the problem with Pickett is, is once these quarterbacks, they play over 10 or 11 games, they get beat up and more down, and they're less effective. And I learned this watching Ty Detmer. Ty Detmer, he was a little man. But Ty Detmer was one of the – he was born to play quarterback. Uh, when, his mo- oh when his mama lifted him from the crib, he was a quarterback, right? He had feel. He had instincts. He had accuracy. He had enough arm. But when Ty played 10 games, 12 games, his body just couldn't – and so his arm strength started to get really bad. It started to lose its effectiveness, and he became less effective. One of the great college quarterbacks – You'll ever see. But that's the problem you get into when you take these little little guys that don't have the body. Remember, they're taking hits all the time. They're getting hit whether they get sacked or not. They're going on the ground. Their bodies are getting beat up. Are you excited to celebrate a Jets Super Bowl? You should be because they got an A as far as they're going to get A plus plus. They're going to get A's across the Douglas needed a big draft, and it appears, you know, from the onset. Let's go ahead and throw up the draft. Sauce Gardner at four, the cornerback. Of course, uh, Garrett Wilson. Many had them as wide receiver one on the board, ten overall. Uh, Johnson slipped the edge, twenty six overall, Florida State. You know that that everybody says he slips. I'm just I'm just repeating what I read. No, no, I know you are, but I think. To me, that guys don't. I mean, that they he, he was slipped according to who, like who slipped? Like how did he slip? He slipped because the media had him going in the top ten. Right. Nobody else had him going in the top. It's like Willis slipped to the third. No, he didn't. How many top ten people can you have when there's a hundred people with like when somebody's drafted in the fourth round and somebody says we graded him top ten? No, you didn't. You're I mean, lying. Willis Willis didn't slip. Willis, that's what Willis's grade was, a third round grade. Yeah. That's what we try to tell people all year that he was a third round, that he was a potential starter, never a starter. Nobody wanted to hear it, but that's what we said. Look, I think the Bryce Hall pick is a significant pick for them because they get a legitimate three down running back. Michael Carter, who they drafted in the fourth round last year, I think obviously he'll come in. They still have Tevin Coleman from San Francisco that they signed as a as a UFA. But this gives them a legitimate guy to come in here. Yeah. He can run with the football. He's got great hands. He can protect. I think it's going to be a real good pick for Zach Wilson. You know, now they've got Garrett Wilson. They got Elijah Moore. You know, they've got some Corey Davis, who they paid a lot of money to. This will be the end of Denzel Mims. They'll probably get rid of him because they tried to get rid of him last year, the second round pick in 2020. So, I mean, look, they're coming together. How good will they be in the offensive line? I think the right tackle with George Fant's got to be the question mark. We'll see what happens there. Are you a believer in Zach Wilson? I thought Zach Wilson was getting better at the end of the year. I really do. I thought he was improving. I think that's really what you – I thought their offense was a disaster at the start of the season. I thought he was locked in on it, and I think that – I thought McDaniels wasn't very – good. I mean, LaFleur, yep. the offense coordinator there, Mike LaFleur wasn't very good. Once they moved him upstairs, I thought they got some rhythm. They got better. Um yeah, I think I think I think it's too early to just to say he's not very good. I think it's it, you got to do it. But look, I think the key to their success on this team is going to be their defensive line, right? So, you know, with Quentin Davis, Rankins, I mean, they've got some good defensive yeah. John Franklin Myers, you know, Carl Lawson who they didn't play last year, he was out with a knee injury. This is like a second ACL because when he was at Auburn as a freshman, I thought he was great, and then he got an injury and he came back. So, they signed this kid Jacob Martin who I've always liked from Houston who fits what they do better. He was in Seattle, then he went and he went down to uh, to Houston. He kind of fits what they do. 
uh, a little bit better. So I think they've got a chance to improve their team. They signed Solomon Thomas. I don't, you know, I mean, they, they've Where's added Solomon some Solomon Thomas, man. Been a There's a guy that was overvalued. Totally overvalued. Yeah. San Francisco, what do you go, four? Three? Three? Uh-uh. Three got paid. Got you know, the difference between what Pickett got at 20, somebody tweeted this, what Pickett got at 20, you know, I think it's close to 20 mil, and then Willis getting like 7 mil. It's, but but again, every draft pick is associated it, yeah. with money, right? Yes. So now that's why you grade the players to – you have to have verbiage next to the guy the players grade. Willis was always a potential starter. So when you're a potential starter, you can't give him starter money. The value doesn't show up. I think, to me, the best I could say on Pickett was he was a potential starter. Now, they bumped him up. But, I mean, since two, it was 2000 when Pennington went in the first round, and then it was 13 when E.J. Manuel. They're the only two drafts in this, in this century that have gone one quarterback because of that. I think if you're Pittsburgh, you're hoping Pennington is, is – uh, you're hoping Pickett is Pennington. We're back. Lombardi line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Express Bet and the Ponies, let's get to it. Jeff Siegel, he's got the picks. Express Bet, Kentucky Derby's one week away. Sign up today for the First Bet app. If you use the promo code Vegas22, you can bet at least $25 on the Derby. You're going to receive $25 in free bets to use on the Preakness and $25 for the Belmonts. It's pretty simple. Just go to vcin.com slash horses. That's vcin.com slash horses. We were just watching Gronk. Oh, Gronk, Gronk is always – give us an idea of what Gronk is like as a person because we only see what we see on television. He was just doing some shtick with Spike in the football. I think it's a shtick. You know, Gronk is – there's two Gronks. I think there's Robert and then there's Rob. You know, and I think that Rob is uh, is the guy that does the stick. Robert's the the smarter guy that you really don't want to underestimate. There's He's, more to it than yeah, we see. Yeah, there's way more. He kind of plays off on that, you know, and, and he kind of has it going. But, uh, you know, works hard. 
Likes football. Injuries out of college. What was the process? The back. It was the back yeah. injury. You know, he was from a kid from Buffalo. I'm sure, you know, Steven knows this. He was a Buffalo kid. You know, he went out there and he got hurt. He was dominating when he was out there. He just had a lot of injuries that kind of run off. And his junior year, the year before he was going to come out, everybody thought he was going to be a top five pick. Then he had a lot of the injuries that kind of made him slip down the board. And he's been, I mean, that's been the concern with his career. It's been durability. But, you know, when you go through the top tight ends in the history of this game, whether it's John Mackey, you know, you know, we we have created another position that's really an F. Like Tony Gonzalez is a great, is a good tight end. He's certainly a top 100 player, but he doesn't block at the point of attack and control the end of the line like some of these other guys do. Like Ron Kramer, the Green Bay Packer, was all Michigan. He went to the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. This kid, this guy was an amazing athlete, played basketball at Michigan. You know, he played for the Packers. He kind of got lost. He's not in the Hall of Fame, but he's one of the best tight ends to ever play the game because he could block at the end of the line and he could go run routes. You know, we have we have changed this position to call Kyle it's a hybrid now. It's to a, call it's Kyle Pitts a, it's a tight receiver. End, it's a joke. It's really a comedy. Like the the media makes this out. Like like Kyle Pitts can't block you or me. Like he he could block a small corner, but he's not blocking anybody at the point of attack. He's in the game. The defense coordinator knows the running game's going away from him, or he's blocking support. Yeah. Like to call him a tight end is a, is really kind of ops, you know. And, and here's what's going to happen with Kyle Pitts. He doesn't want to, He wants to be called a tight end today, but when his contract comes he's up, he wants to, to, go, he like wants to be called receiver. a wide receiver. Yes, yes, yes. You know, I always think Gronk's the type of guy you'll get, you'll hang out with personally. He's going to start breaking down Tolstoy. Like he'll surprise you. Yeah, like he's, you know, like yeah, he's he's it's not way, always what you think. He's way smarter than you think he is. But you know, I wanted to ask you. I saw this Express Bet ad that you just did. Are you ready for the Derby? Or, ready? Yeah, I think. I mean, have you handicapped the horses? Yeah, I'm. I the the post position, the draws coming up on Monday. There's essentially, to me, there's three horses, Epicenter, Messier, and Taiba. Now, remember, no Bob Baffert this year. Right. And that's going to cast a shadow. First off, does, he, does, does his horses, can his horses? So, here's, so you remember Millie Ball? Yeah. Her husband's a trainer. Right. Really good friends with Bob Baffert, Tim right. Yachting. Millie Ball, who's been on the show breaking down the Kentucky Derby with Michael Lombardi and I, he took on Messier and Taiba, who are going to be, you know, Three of your, those are two of your betting favorites going into the Kentucky Derby. They were with Baffert before. So Baffert had to transfer those two horses to the Yachtine barn. And so you might get a better price on those two horses coming up in the Kentucky Derby because they're no longer under Baffert's care. Does that make sense? But they probably still are under Baffert's that, care. Now, whether it's a shadow training situation, well, like what, you said. Yeah, yeah like, I, yes. like, let's talk about this. Like, if Baffert is running the, I mean, if, if, if I own that horse. Yes. And Baffert has to be displaced. I, I, I'm going to go by what Baffert tells. The you're next- not supposed to be able to influence the training when you're suspended. You're surmising that he might be influencing the training. Well, while how he's do you suspended. how do you monitor that? Like you, 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 no, you're you're 100 right. It's I mean, a, it's it's shadow is, training. His, is his phone records? Are they are they? Does he have to produce? Does he not come to the track? Part of the big equation leading into the Kentucky Derby is how much to train a horse, how how hard to go with a horse. And Baffert has an innate feel. We talked about the position of quarterback. Baffert as a trainer, maybe better than anybody in history, has an innate feel for horses. And so what makes him, listen, this is a guy that just won two triple crowns over the last six years or seven years. It had been done, what, 12 times before that. He is not good. He's one of the all-time greats. And part of that is a feel for how to handle the horses leading into these races. Remember, these are three-year-old horses. They're seniors in high school. If you compare a horse at three 
to a human being is essentially a senior in high school. When they turn four, they're a senior in college, and five, they're an adult. So with Baffert, what makes him special is a lot of people get good horses. He knows how to, before the race, he knows how to prep them and put them in the best spot possible to accentuate their talents. Right. Yachtin's a very good trainer and has been out in California for a long time. That's Millie Ball's husband, who now has uh, Messier and Taiba. However, he's not, he's not Bob Baffert. So Yachtin, who looks up to Baffert, is training these horses in the biggest spot of his life in the Kentucky Derby with a lot of pressure. I have to believe Baffert's giving him some pointers as to how to train. Is he not allowed to horses. go to the track? No, no, he's suspended. So he can't go to any track in the country. He's suspended. The weird thing, there is no governing body for horse racing. So the Kentucky Horse Racing Association has suspended him. Um, he can still, I think he's suspended now in California. He's pretty much suspended everywhere now. But he could, they video these practice sessions, correct? Right, but I mean, he, he, you know, essentially. You can, you, I mean, you can, I mean, I was videoing Michael Buble last night. He can video the track. Well, Buble, no, but the problem is he gave consent, Buble. Right. You can't, like, you're, what you're saying is perfect. It's just, it, 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 what horse racing really is, is it's so much more. I, I loved your quarterback conversation about the innateness of the position and what makes somebody great. Oftentimes the talent is equal. There are certainly horsemen and women that know as much as Bob Baffert, but they don't have that innate feel right. for the animal. When to push the animal, when to pull back on the animal. And that's what Bob Baffert has done. I mean, American Pharaoh and Justify, there are horses as good as those two, but he just knew how to get them ready. Are, are, is the same guy that owns, does one person own all these two, these two horses? Or are they different owners? Taiba and Messier are owned by different ownership groups. Okay. And I believe Taiba is the same. Taiba's Gunrunner's gun son, which is, I don't want to get in the weeds here, but I believe he's owned by the same group, or Messier, one of the two, owned by the same group that owned American Pharaoh. Wow. So, and this is big money. Like, oh, there's so much, people's lives are on the line. And because remember, if these horses go on to win, it's it's a cash cow moving forward because the, then the stud fees yeah, right. for the rest of their lives and then their kids' stud fees. And then, so it, it's 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 a big business. Um, the Kentucky Derby is going to be fascinating because if you think about it, Michael, you get into it during the Kentucky Derby. I know you and Millie do, but the, the most recognizable face, it's not a horse, it's a person, and that's Bob Baffert. Yeah. So he won't be there this year. And, you know, Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Derby last year until he didn't because of the doping. Right. And so he had to be pulled down. And unfortunately, Medina Spirit has passed but away. But everybody uses that doping. He was just using too it's much of it. It's very convoluted. Yeah. And when you say too much, how much is too much? Yeah. And it's so convoluted. It's a sport that really needs regulation and a governing body to step in and have a centralized government. And yeah. it just doesn't have that. I think that's what happened. You know, that's, that's what I wrote about for the Hall of Fame. I know these are two different subjects, but when you don't have protocols and processes, that everybody understands completely. That's when there's so much gray that gets involved. And you that's know? when you can manipulate the system. Exactly. And that, that's when people end up in the Hall of Fame that are not as good as somebody else who's in the Hall of Fame or horses or guys get suspended because of the regulation. So it becomes rather complex. I think it's the problem is these horses that Bob Baffert has trained, unfortunately, a few of them have passed away under suspicious circumstances, including Medina Spirit, who essentially heart gave out. That's when we start getting into, because I yeah. was always a big Bob Baffert fan, but you, you and I are both animal lovers Lover, yeah. and it becomes an existential problem. Right. Pulling for 
the sport of horse racing, even though it's my favorite, it becomes existential because remember what happened at Santa Anita a few years back yeah. where the horses were dropping on the track just in training Did they ever sessions. figure out what happened there? It got cleaned. Uh, they brought in experts from across the world to understand the conditions of the grass, of the turf, of the dirt, and low-key went away. Yeah. So I don't know what the answer was as far as how they rectified that. But I, it's going to be fast. I do think there's three horses. To me right now, if I had these three, Taiba, Messier, uh, I guess, yeah, I think if I had Epicenter, Taiba, and Messier, you could have the field. Those are the three horses. Got it. So there it is. The Patriots. The Bob Baffert of coaching would be, you know, honestly, think about that. There had been 11 Kentucky Derby winners. The last one to win the, excuse me, Triple Crown was 77, I believe. Baffert did it in 16 with American Pharaoh and then 18 with Justify after it hadn't been done in the history of the sport, but 11 times. Yeah. I mean, that is quite an accomplishment. It really is. So. And, there, and like what you're pointing out very clearly is there's so much to the training of the horse. There's so much involved in getting the horse ready to run. The, because the, each race is a different test for different the horse. Length, different length, different uh, surface, so, different conditions. And to your point, Michael, when you ask a trainer like Baffert, like, what's your secret? He can't explain it. Right. Because it's just a feel. He just knows what he sees. He knows, like, he knows what he sees. It's like asking Peyton Manning why he did what he did. Or it's like asking uh, about uh, Cole Strange. Yeah. Why is Belichick reaching when nobody would take Cole Strange at 29 overall? He just, that's, that's innate. Yeah. It's, and it's, by the way, it's worked out pretty good, no? I mean, but you listen to some people on Twitter. You think he's don't know what he's doing. <laughs> he's falling off. Twitter always gets it right. Yeah. We're coming back with Thomas Gable next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, good time to tell you about our spring special. Michael was just. He was just buying it for Millie, which is nice of him. It's only 59 bucks. All that horse racing information too, right? Yes, of course. You're such a gentleman to give for your wife. You're going to get 59 bucks. And what Millie wanted, she said, is Adam Burke, does he have his daily Major League Baseball plays? And he said, yes, She reads it every day. And so she's getting that. Every day. Dominic was wondering, is JBT giving out NBA plays throughout the postseason? He is. He is. So you can let the king know. After he sings Viva Las Vegas. Yes, And then, you know, Leo is a big Annie McNeil fan. (laughs) There you go. So he wants. And then Sienna said, do they have the the derby covered? Sienna's rolling over. She's rolling over. It's impressive. Four-month-old, yeah. She should start now. Uh, 59 bucks, Michael. Point spread weekly involved. All kidding aside, this is our best special through July 31st. $59, you get everything we offer. And if you don't want to do the handicapping, we'll do it for you every single day. Go to vsin.com slash spring. We welcome in our buddy Thomas Gable, our partner out at the Borgata there. Of course, this is the Lombardi line. It's vsin, the sports betting network. TG, we were just having a conversation about Messier and Taiba, the two horses transferred from the Baffert barn to the Yachtin barn. And Michael asked a great question during the break, you know, as far as the pricing come race day, I think you're going to get more of a Yachtin price as opposed to a Baffert price on those two horses, which could be advantageous. Is that fair? No, I agree with that. And I think Messier, if I'm not mistaken, in the last future pool, the Churchill out was maybe eight to one. Uh, I'd have to go back and look at that. Eight Somewhere to one. Somewhere in that range. Gotcha. I yeah, I think so. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, we were just it, 
it's it's interesting because we were talking about you know the face of horse racing is Baffert. So with him not being there yeah. this year, uh, it it kind of because all reports are remember twenty was the pandemic last year they limited the fans. The hundred forty eighth running to the Kentucky Derby, it's going to be back to normal this year, Thomas. It is, and um, I listen. It's a wide open. It's a wide open Derby this year, which is. Uh, always is. I think it's going to be great for betting. I think it's going to be great for betting it, and uh, because it's so wide open. So um, I know you're going to be there, Patrick. So I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Well, you said wide open. If I gave you Epicenter, Taiba, and Messier, would you take those three v the field? Uh, I'd certainly be tempted to. Are you off uh, White Barrio at this point? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll text you about it. I'm way off. That Florida okay. Derby, All in right. retrospect, does not impress me. Zandon's been training well, though. I digress. Um, how about our boy here, Michael Lombardi? Well, you know, Thomas, I want to know how much 76 or money did you get when it was four, <laughs> and how much are you now getting now that it's up to eight and a half? Uh, Michael, let me tell you. I know you, you know you've been out there in Las Vegas. You've missed quite a uh, oh. quite a few days here mm. in this area because. Let's just go back to Thursday, shall we, with, with the, and revisit the Philadelphia sports uh, fans and what they've gone through. So Thursday, they had a very good night Thursday night. They, um, you know, the Sixers won their series there against the Raptors. Uh, the Phillies ended up uh, sweeping the Rockies, four-game sweep of the Rockies. And then, you know, they were very happy with how the first round of the NFL draft went, um, you know, and, and the trade and the trade that they were able to pull off. So everybody was happy in Philadelphia for about 24 hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then last night comes, you have the, the Embiid news um, with, with the injury and the, the, the orbital fracture and the concussion. Uh, he's out indefinitely. Uh, you have the Phillies no-hit by the Mets last night. The Mets had a no-hitter there. And... Then, well, there was a, some initial wailing, I think, last night when the Eagles took um, uh, Jurgens as a center, you know, with their second-round pick initially, I think. And then, obviously, I with with Dean falling to the third round, I obviously there was some some injury uh, news which uh, made that happen. But uh, that could end up being a steal there for the Eagles. But now I think, you know, at least as far as the draft goes, the Eagles fans are pretty happy. Uh, you know, Kelsey, we know Kelsey, this is going to be his last season uh, under as the center for the Eagles. Um, so by all accounts, it seems like he was sort of involved there in uh, evaluating uh, who his replacement's going to be. So, um, you know, it seemed like Kelsey was uh, happy with that they went with uh, Jurgens there, uh, number 51. But, uh, Michael, for the first two days as a whole for the Eagles, I would have to say I think they filled some some needs there uh, that they that they had. Um, let's face it, on the defensive line, you know, you have Barnett, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. So I think are all three of them maybe in their last years of their deal. Mm-hmm. They, I think this is a, the the last year of each yeah. of their contract. So um, they obviously need to to get some help there. So. I think overall they they had a pretty good first two days. They really did. I'm going to be interested to see what you know here at the South Point, Thomas. They haven't posted the the uh, win totals. I think they're going to do it this week coming up. Interested to see what their win total is going to be because they you know look they can run the ball. They're a hard team to play because of their Oklahoma offense and what they've done defensively with Jordan Davis going along with Hargrave. They're going to limit Fletcher Cox production and plays. 
Milton Davis will go back inside. And then, as you mentioned, Graham and Barnett, they brought them back along with Sweat. And they're pretty good up front. I mean, they're pretty good up front. So, you know, I think this is they've done a good job of building their team around, you know, knowing their quarterback has some liability. And I'll be interested to see. I don't see a team in the East that is just dominating or taking them over. So I'm looking at what I think they'll post at eight and a half, Patrick. That's my guess. You think the Eagles will post eight and a half? I think they'll post eight and a half or nine, probably nine, you know, and seeing if they can get to 10. But uh, to me, I I think there is certainly a a look. I think they have improved, and I think this draft certainly has improved them. What do you think of that number? I'm going to give you a number from town here on the futures and the Eagles. Does eight and a half, nine feel right to you, Thomas Gable? Uh, yeah, it does. It, it certainly does. You know, we hold off like the South Point there until after the draft and, and posting any uh, season wins because of obviously yeah. uh, all the uh, all, all the trades and so forth that happened around there. So, so we do hold off on that. But yeah, eight and a half, nine seems about right for the for the Philadelphia. You absolutely, he nailed it. It's uh, it's nine, but you got to pay juice to the under. So the true number is eight and a half. So good job, Michael Lombardi. Yeah. Getting- I mean, I, I think it's a, it's an interesting play, you know, and, and the one thing I think if you bet that over there, Patrick is, and Thomas is if Hertz gets hurt, I think you might get better. I think Minshew comes in and runs the team. So it's one of those where you have a safety net a little bit here. I think when you bet these over-unders, you've really got to concern yourself with the quarterback. Who's the backup to? Like a team. You've got to be, look, if we lose this guy, where is our season? You know, and I, and I think you have to do that. But, uh, Look, I think Philadelphia as a city has a hard time handling. It's either sadness or euphoria. And now that this yes. uh, this Embiid injury has occurred, you know, we all know. Now Doc's going to handle all the pressure on this. How much heat is on Doc, uh, Thomas? Well, actually, I kind of look at it as maybe some heat is now off of that. Well, let me say this. So a lot of people are blaming Doc for the injury as to why Embiid was in there at the time. Uh, remember, this injury happened with three minutes left or four minutes left, and they're up 29. Yeah. So well, he doesn't want to play Paul Reed. Yeah, he doesn't want to play yeah, Paul Reed. Right, right, yes. You don't want the Paul Reed uh, victory tour or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, it, so a lot of – Doc's taking some heat here uh, after this injury was announced. Uh, he's taking a lot of heat. And – but I do think, though, now there's there's zero expectation, I think, on the Sixers to really be able to win this series. Can they win a game or two? Sure. But you saw the series price uh, really go to, I think, the Miami Heat's now uh, minus 450 for the series. And, you know, we moved five points off the Embiid, uh, Embiid news for game one. We went from three and a half to eight and a half um, after that uh, was announced last night. Why does it think I have a genuine question for the two of you is Philadelphia just a really depressing town? I mean, no, it's just, I, there's the, a the, lot going on with no, negative the, energy. No, there is a very positive, always a very positive vibe to Philadelphia, the Eagles. And there's always a positive vibe to the Phillies. There's a negative vibe based on past history to the 76ers of watching collapses of watching the calamity before your eyes, the, the Boston three, one series it's taken its toll you know, what What most people here don't remember, and Thomas does, is, you know, there was a campaign uh, back in the early 80s, we owe you one, that, that the 76ers actually went to their fan base and said, we owe you one, because they missed up on an opportunity. 
and that we owe you one campaign has kind of been the cloud that hangs over all of us that are that are of my age or my generation that remember it. Will Hill and those young they don't remember that. That's why we have such a negativity towards it because this cloud. You know, we've had a chance to draft Paul Pierce, but yet we take you know we 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 take the kid Larry Hughes. You know, it's like we have a chance to draft you know. Jason Tatum, but we take Markel's fault. It's just this cloud that just constantly hangs over you, and it and it never goes away. Really, I'd like to introduce you to the Detroit Lions <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, when you want to talk about a cloud, I mean that is every cloud that's ever been. But but it is true. I I, I am I right, Thomas? I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. There's certainly there's there's always optimism around the Eagles, uh, especially you know before the, each each season. Um, that is, there's no doubt about that, and Phillies for the most part as well. But yeah, Sixers, there's something, there's something to them. Thomas Gable, director of the race and sports book. Thanks, there at the TG. Borgata. I'm off white a barrio. That is true in the Derby, Thomas. Thank he you. That. Yeah. He, I, he knows right. you, Patrick. Well, he you knows you. <laughs> the Florida Derby just does not look impressive when I watch the replays. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Thomas. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Coming back, Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, Brent Musburger, and this is this one's easy. I don't need a copy. It's a, a loyalty program, rewards program, like your credit card. So whenever you bet through MGM, uh, the app, or BetMGM.com, we're going to hook you up. You get redeemable uh, online bonuses through the loyalty program. Also, if you go to an MGM resort, whether it's here in Vegas or anywhere, uh, you can use your points. It's awesome. Check it out. BetMGM.com right now or download the app. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. you got to be 21 years or older. I see our guy Femi warming up in the bullpen. Of course, GM Shuffle can be found wherever you find your podcasts. 
The launch has been awesome. You can also check it out at vcin.com. Michael Lombardi and my man Femi. I always just say Femi because I cannot do the last name. And I, if I can't do the last name, well, how are you doing with your partner? I just say Femi. Yeah. Like, like, and then it's not disrespectful. It's actually a sign of like respect because yeah, you don't need I, anything more than that, dude. I, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to his breakdown of Seattle's draft, you know, and I didn't realize Femi was a cowboy fan. Did you know that? I, There's so I many did, cowboy I, fans I did at this know network. that Dave but, Ross, Femi, they're all cow- because I, it's called they ride bandwagons. It, no, it's America's team. It's still so they, they ride. They, oh, see, you know they're young when they're talking about no success. All we know is Dallas success. As a forty-four-year-old yeah. man, I just watched Aikman and the like the oh, triplets yeah. go but nuts. In this, but in fairness, though, since Jimmy left in 90, 94, they have struggled. I mean, they won the Super Bowl in ninety-six with Barry. That, that's one of those ones where you know that was a that was a treat. But uh, hey, but to be fair, Jerry and Stephen have found reasons to fire up the party bus. They even when they're, not, even they when they're not winning, they you, maybe Femi one day will get an invite on the party bus they like your boy do. Dean Blandino. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> What's up? It's Sunday morning. It's Saturday morning in Vegas. We want to leave that one alone. <laughs> we should leave it alone. And you know, you and I appreciate you asking about the horse racing, but we were talking about the ability of Bob Baffert as a trainer and his innate abilities. To, to at this point question Bill Belichick. Now, his draft record, to be fair, hasn't been immaculate, especially when he's taking wide receivers for some reason. But he's getting killed for his draft, and I wanted to go over it with you. So he takes the kid out of UT Chattanooga, uh, 29th, I believe it was, Michael, right. overall. He said he, he said he was prepared to take him in the press conference at 21, and that he said to the people at the press conference, nobody, nobody believes him, but he said that you know he was going to go right after that. Which, you know, for Bill, as I've mentioned to you before, he's he, he's not just throwing stuff out there. He does his homework. I mean, he's just not winging this. And no. for somebody who understands value more than anybody, who loves to trade down more than anybody, if he thought the guy was going to go in the third, he would have gone down there. The Taquan Thornton pick, to me, you know, I, Matt Rule and I were talking about this the other day, uh, you know, when I was in He Carolina. played for Rule at Baylor. Rule recruited him. And so I remember when he came on campus – you know, and and this kid was insane. This kid was like, whoa, he's a Florida kid that went to Baylor. Kind of, they beat a bunch of Florida schools for him. And he was very talented. He got there as a freshman and he was electric. They had speed on this team. They had a bunch of speed. Mims was really fast. They had this kid Pratt who was extremely fast. So I've watched this Thornton kid go along. And I asked another team in the league where they had it. They said, well, we don't really have him very high. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is one of the best players in the draft. Like, this guy can really do things that are hard to do, which is run vertical, run different type of routes, and catch the ball effectively. So, you know, I could see why Kansas City won him. The Kansas City traded the pick. I don't think they thought that the, that the Patriots were going to pick a receiver, particularly considering they got Parker. If you go through, they got – they got you go through their receiver list, they've got extra – like, this will be – I mean, Keneal Harry will get cut here soon. So I have a question about uh, Thornton, who ran a 4-2-8 which is ridiculous. He's big, a little over six, two, he goes 50. You mentioned sky Moore and the chiefs go. He goes, the kid out of Western Michigan goes 54. You watch the tape of Thornton. Belichick drafts him. You see the numbers. Why would nobody, why were other well, because, teams not high on him? Uh, well, I think they were, I think they were a guy runs four, two, eight. The comma is going to grab it's your ridiculous. attention. He's going to grab At your his attention. Size? Right. Exactly. Now he's thin. He's thin. He's, thin. he's skinny. He's skinny kid, but he's played big. You know, and then this little slot corner that they drafted from uh, the University of Houston, who's really good, Malcolm Marcus Jones. Yeah. You know, he's a little guy, but he's a dynamic punt and kickoff return guy. 
And so that alone is what, and you Bill know. loves special teams. Well, I mean, they let Gunner go. Gunner's on Pittsburgh now. Olaszewski, I think that's how you say his last name, but I always call him Gunner. But they let Gunner's gone, and so they re- they need they value this position tremendously. Are they happy with their quarterback in New England? I think they are in the building. I, th- I think what's what happens what, what's happened in New England. This is not a slight towards Josh, but when you have one quarterback and one coordinator for as long as they did, mm-hmm. the offense becomes voluminous. And I think when Josh left, I think one of the challenges that Bill would like to do is simplify the offense a little bit. Even though they would say to you the offense was not complex, there was complexities within it. And it, and it was well-done complexities, and it's a really good offense. However, that being said, I think he wants to get it back to where it's a little bit easier for younger players to play in the system, especially at the receiver position. And with Mac Jones, understanding who Mac is after 16, 17 games last year, knowing what they need to do, they drafted the kid. He's going to go in there and play right, to, right guard next to Trent Brown. And so with Hunter Henry, and they've got to get production out of some of these players that they, they paid a lot of money for last year. So we'll see what happens. Did you, you know who I saw in the war room there with the Patriots? He looked, he looked like he cleaned up a little bit too. Matthew Patricia. Yeah, he's always he would always be in there. Who, yeah, who absolutely he it was not bad. He it was disastrous. Maybe he learns the second time around if he gets another haircut. you say job. clean up? What is he? Is he thinned down? Got a haircut. Looked like he trimmed the beard. Oh, good thinned for down him. Good a little for bit. Him. Good for him. And uh, so, is it Patricia and Judge that are going to be overseeing the offense? I think Bill's going to over look. The, Bill does everything right. So people always ask the question, why doesn't Bill give out titles? Because he doesn't want to put pressure on somebody who hasn't earned it. It's the same thing. Coaches are no different than the players in New England. You have to earn playing time. You have to earn the right to be able to get more responsibility. It's just simple as that. Like, he's going to oversee all aspects of it. And so once they feel comfortable with what they're doing and what they're teaching, look, the offensive line, what people don't realize is Patricia, when he first went to New England, was trained by – Bless you. Excuse me. Excuse me. He was trained by Dante to be an offensive line coach, and they transferred him over to defense. That's what his specialty was. We'll see if he can handle it. But they're going to set inside out. They're going to teach the things that they have to teach the way Belichick wants to teach them. So there's nothing that's going on in that program that he's not okay in. Like, this isn't a subcontracting program. Right. Like, I don't think Flores never was officially the D.C. He just ran the D.C. He never was. Josh McDaniels was never officially the (laughs) offensive coordinator (laughs) for the first three or four years. Eventually, they gave him the title. He had to be like, what do I have to do around here to get a title? You know, that's funny you said that. That's exactly the line he said. He said, what do I have to do? Like, he was on one-year contracts forever, and he finally went to Bill and said, what do I have to do to get a multi-year contract here? You said it's not complex, but I always feel like I think he's the best play caller. I think he's so creative. I think what he'll do to this Raider offense will be really good because the Raiders offense, it's not like when he walked into Denver with a lot of younger players. You remember when he goes into Denver, he drafts Demarius Thomas. He drafts the kid from Minnesota, Eric Decker. You know, he's got a lot of young players on the team. So this is a team with veterans. So now he knows what Waller can do. He knows what Hunter Renfro can do. They're going to play Hunter Renfro in the slot, which is where he belongs. And then what they do a really good job of is teaching understanding the coverages, why you're running the routes against the coverage. Like, it's just not, we're running this play. Yeah. You know, we're not going to have a man beater over here and a zone beater over here. We're going to understand how to attack the coverage. And then we're going to attack the deficiencies within the coverage, the rules and regulations of the coverage. That's what they're going to spend a lot of time. That's what they teach. 
it's going to be a completely different system in, in, in Las Vegas. What's fascinating is I, I, I talked at the beginning of the show, I got, had an opportunity to meet Mick Lombardi, the offensive coordinator here with the Las Vegas Raiders. And I was asking about the draft. He said, draft, I've, just, I've been going over Chargers tape for hours. Yeah. Like these guys, they work nonstop. Right. Well, he's, he, he's got, so what they have to do is they've got to coach the, the, everybody in that organization on the offense that they're trying to install. Like the, the way they do things in New England is different than the way most teams do things. So the, a coach, even though he's an experienced coach, is not going to be used to what they're doing. So everybody's got to get on the same page. And so for, for a coach to spend time on the draft, when really he, the coaching staff needs to get in place, it's a waste of time. They, they work nonstop. And they're instilling a culture. Here they Vegas. really are They're because just, there wasn't a culture here before. No, there wasn't. There was just the, Yolo. you run a bunch of plays. Love you, bro. We're gonna run a bunch of plays. <laughs> We're gonna run a bunch of plays. You know, give me Tiger. You know, and then you know, and then there was no situation. When Mark Davis is really into situational football, so there was really, and that's shocking. There wasn't much attention to situational football then. Got a minute left. The floor is yours, Michael Lombardi. You want to sing some Buble on the way out? No, I mean I could never do it as good as him. I mean that was to me. If you have a chance and you're in and you're in, I would recommend it to anybody. It certainly. Are you going to go see Maniscalco? No, I, I'm not. I'm not going to do that one. But I may catch him. You know, Thomas Gable and Sebastian are tight. Did you know that? What? Yeah, yeah. He actually Thomas Gable and the Borgata really launched Sebastian's career. It's a great venue at the Borgata. Great venue. And it's a, you know, and so I'm sure he played a bunch there. It just didn't, it didn't work out for us to get over there, but we'll, we'll see him back over there. I heard Gable is a stand up on the side. Uh, Gable, Gable's a little more connected than he lets you on oh, the day. He doesn't throw names low, around. He's low key. He love very low key, but he's, he's him. He made Sebastian's career. He won't, nobody will tell <laughs> Sebastian probably would question that. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow. Michael, we'll see you tomorrow. Looking Femi, forward to who it. are you with today, fam? Wes Reynolds coming in. Is Wes Reynolds going to make an appearance at the building? <laughs>more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.